I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a But once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Hey, what a blessing to be with you by means of radio, as we say so many times from the banks of the old Bon Secours River. Here in the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, the offices and ministry building studio, Fishers of Men Ministries International, Mission Arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church. Ah, God bless you for being there. Our listening audience this day, the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to speak of some things that describe our Heavenly Father. Second Corinthians chapter 1, we'll go all the way down to verse 3. How in the world are you? Thank you for emailing us. Uh, if you'd like to find us or if you have access to the keyboard to locate us as far as that World Wide Web is concerned, it's part of that www period or it's just f-o-m-m dot o-r-g. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. You can sort of look around a little bit. We also have some literature there if you would look at, if you desire to uh, take and distribute. We have many gospel tracts and some things that uh, relate to the nautical side of life. But uh, leave us a message. Uh, thank you for those of you that's become our friends and those of you that have prayed and those of you that even mail, send mail to us. You can see our address on our website there. And uh, I like I, I like email, but all the snail mail, all the slow mail, uh, just sort of I can... I can see your handwriting or see exactly where you're from, and that means that means a lot to us. The book of Second Corinthians, chapter one, verse three, I read today. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. Now isn't that good? How could I describe when what are one of the what's one of the words that I could use to describe God the Father, the Heavenly Father? He's the God of mercies. You know, have you ever I said this on our little five minute program, when I first came to know Christ, I, I just wanted to know everything. And I bit off more than I could chew, so to speak. I want to read the Bible over and over and over again. I wanted to, I wanted to study every Bible doctrine. I want to learn about every religion. And you know what I was compelled to do? I began to take and start studying the Bible just a word at a time. And you know, here's a good word. We think about the word mercy in the Bible. All right. It's used over 276 times. The word mercy, of course, you know, it means, you know, it has to do with compassion, forgiveness, pity, just uh, showing kindness. As far as mercy is concerned, you know, I guess thinking about where I live here in the world, I live in the United States of America. We use this word just in a slang way. 
You know, people say, mercy me, or merciful heavens, you know. And they'll even use the Lord's name in this, asking God to have mercy, and, and they don't mean it. It's just, a, it's just a slang statement. But as we study about mercy, all oh, you're talking about showing the depth of God's love and care for us. He's called the Father of mercies. So if that's true, then all mercy is from God. I find he's the originator, the founder, the author. I was reading not too long ago in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 25. You remember there in the tabernacle, the furniture in the tabernacle, you remember what went into the holiest of all? Oh, yeah, we think about the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, and you know how it was made. It was a little box, not very big, and it had a top. And there on the top, it had the two cherubims that was there that sort of their wings overlapped to take and cover, overshadow the top of the Ark of the Covenant. Do you know what the top was called? The seat of the Ark. Uh, you know what it was called? It was called the mercy seat. Yeah, you got it. And God said this, I'm going to come down. Uh, over the ark, and he said, I'm going to meet you there at the mercy seat. We think about the, the Old Testament uh, high priest. He would come in once a year, and for his own sin, the sins of the people, he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat, and God would accept that. But God would meet them at the mercy seat. There's so much good teaching there, but we have to go. What about God's mercy? Oh, we know it's if there's mercy to be found, it comes from God. God's mercy is described many times. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4, it talks about, but God who is rich in mercy. Isn't that good? God is rich in mercy. If somebody is rich, if you're rich in money, then your wealth is in riches. God's wealth is in mercy. If you are rich in land, you have many, many, you have acreage, Many, many pieces of land are large pieces of land. But in describing God, God is rich, not just we think about finances, we think about gold, uh, we think about gold with God is just so plentiful. He just, he, just paved, he just paved the streets of New Jerusalem with such, you know. So with God describing his richness, it is in mercy. Isn't that good? So good, David even sings of it quite often. What is it? Psalm chapter 89. He said, I will sing of the mercy of the Lord forever. I will sing that that separates true Bible-believing Christianity from all the other, we think of religions in the world, and we're not here to talk about that. If we were to compare, though, the reason I know true, we think about once again, Bible-believing Christianity Salvation as we find it in Christ, God sending his own son into this world to die for us. The reason I know that this is true and the reason I know that it works because God is the God of mercy. All the other religions in the world, we think about the gods of the heathen, my friend, there's no mercy with them. And it's because there's no love. God is rich in mercy wherein he loved us. Now, that's why it gives us mercy. You know, if you love someone, mercy is easy to extend their way. God's mercy is also described as being 
Uh, David talks about it in Psalm chapter 51. He talks about the multitude of thy tender mercies. As God gives mercy, he does so very tenderly. He uses this in the book of Psalms, this statement over 10 times there. Like in Psalm 119, let thy tender mercy come upon me. Great are thy tender mercies. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 18, Jesus one time is on the road coming up from Jericho, and there's a man on the side of the road. We call him blind Bartimaeus, you know. He's just hollering and screaming. He knows that this Jesus is coming by. And he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he's just hollering this over and over again, have mercy on me. And the disciples sort of push him aside and try to shut him up. And Jesus said, bring him here. And he was in front of Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, Whoa, sir, what do you want? He said, sir, have mercy on me. What's your problem? I'm blind. You know what Jesus did? Very tenderly restored his eyesight. We think about mercy. Yes, and describing that God is rich in mercy. His mercies are tender. Oh, it's how we stay alive. You know why you are alive today? It's because of the mercy of God. We think about sin causes death. And when we sin, we flirt with death. We think about disobedience and rebellion and bitterness. Thank God he hath not dealt with us after our sins. People will say, you know, I don't deserve that. You better thank the Lord, my friend. You don't get what you deserve. In the book of Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, it is of the Lord's mercies that you're not consumed. It is God's mercy that you are alive today. I think about my life in the past. I think about spending so many years in the Gulf of Mexico as a commercial fisherman. I could have fell in the ocean many times, but God have mercy upon me. I could have suffered all types of accidents, and many times I was facing death, and yet God had mercy on me to the time that he brought me to the place of salvation. Was not God good? As far as his mercy was concerned, extended my way, God was rich in this mercy. You know, yes, his mercy, all is rich. His mercy is tender. It's the way we stay alive. But my friend, it's the only way to be saved. You know, salvation is so simple. Most all miss true Bible believe in salvation. What does it mean to be saved? The book of Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, it uses this word mercy in reference to salvation. And let, let me just let me just read it off to you. It's that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. It's not by anything that I have done. Salvation is not in trying. I talked to many people. I said, sir, uh, what about this thing about salvation? I'm trying. I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying. It's not by trying. Salvation is by trusting someone that has already done the work. It's according to his mercy he saves us. See, it's just God's mercy that he allowed his son to die. His son died. We think about bearing in his body my sins there on the cross. It's, it's the mercy of God that God didn't wipe out the entire universe. Just kill everybody. Bring his son back home. But his son was willing to die. Mercy? 
It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it's according to his mercy. He saves us. How is, where's this mercy to be found? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, it says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. What? The throne of grace. Where's God's throne? We can with the third heaven. Can I go there literally? No. There's no rocket ship. That, no. There's no way I can go there literally. How can I get to God the Father? Come boldly to the throne of grace. There's somebody in between. That's the Savior. He's called the mediator. So I bow my head and close my eyes. I can go right into the third heaven and do so through Jesus Christ. I bow my head in prayer and address the heavenly father through Jesus Christ. And I can say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And you know what? He hears me. I'm glad. I know it works. For me, all going all the way back to the month of January 1966, where God gave peace of heart and mind when I trusted his son to be my savior. But you know the thing about mercy that's sad? There comes a time when it's too late to call. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 16, there's a man that dies, dies, and the Bible said, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments. And he cried, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Do you know anything about that passage? Is there any mercy in hell? No. He said, could you just send somebody to dip the tip of their finger in water and cool my tongue? It's too late. Mercy is extended today to me and you. You, you're hearing this today. Whether saved or lost, God's mercy is given to us today. I want, to, I want to take advantage of this mercy. God's mercy can save me, so I cry, God, be merciful to be a sinner. And then as a child of God, for service to the king, it's of God's mercy that he'll use me and you. We just must submit to him. How do I describe God? The Father of mercies. Now until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.